It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, right then. Morning. Morning. Are you ready now? <laughs> After keeping us waiting for 20 minutes. I didn't keep you waiting. You, I don't know why you have what your thing is about keeping everyone waiting. It's like, do you, you, do you know that you're doing it when you keep everyone waiting? This time I was slightly aware of it, and I okay. heard you chuntering away to Neil about. You no, know. but it's always something, isn't it? It's always, always a reason to keep us waiting. Not just me and Neil, but like me and the kids as well. It's fine. We're used to it now. But you, I want you to like think about it next time we're leaving the house. Like no, leaving the house is because I'm the one who has uh, to. Oh, Make sure the doors are locked, that the cats have been properly left with some food. <laughs> are you all the one who just goes out, are you taps running, <laughs> things on, fridges open, food? I bet if I turn around, okay, not, not today, but normally bread left out on the counter. Anyway. It is true, it is true, it, it's true, I leave everything open and taps running and lights on. Yesterday, right. when I shot out of the house with Sam to, mm. to get him to school and you were left alone at home all day, no cleaner or anything, yeah. you didn't open either of the cat flaps. <laughs> Because you don't do the like the little things that keep the house I running. Don't. So the cat shat everywhere and made it a. Yeah, she didn't. But she could have done. <laughs> All right, you hardworking um, man. Right, well, you start then. You get us going. You notice I haven't mentioned the podcast. I haven't said, have you read the paper? Do you get anything? I'm going to let you run it. Proper back to the basics of this podcast. All right, let's see. Giles has been out on the school run. He it... comes home. Esther, meanwhile, has filtered the newspapers to tell him what he's going to write about. So tell me. mentioned just now about seagulls what's a seagull's favorite food yours scientists have shed light on what drives pilfering seagulls to swoop on tourists chips when they see a human eating they think i'll have what she's having very nice reese blakely well done an experiment was devised in which a person sat on a brighton beach at high tide when herring gulls are less likely to forage from natural sources Seagulls are kleptoparasites, which means they steal food from other animals. And also fish, like go fishing. For, like, what have they, sorry, what have they discovered that we didn't know? They steal your well, nothing. It's not that what they've discovered that we didn't know. It's that they have confirmed what we've always suspected, which is that they want our food more than they want to find their own. Fair enough. The column being, yeah, duh, other people's stuff is always better than your own. No? Thou shalt not covet thy neighbour's wife, sort of thing. But you will anyway. Why do they, th- why do they have to say Don't that? Don't worry, mate. <clears throat> I'm only checking your wife because I'm part seagull. It goes with your, it goes with your, 
it goes with that, that poem that you love about comparing the inside of your life with the outside of someone else's. Not a poem, that's just a thing that Julian Barnes said. Fine. Don't, don't I mean, fine. No, no, it's the Shakespeare sonnet about how you desperate to be have one man's wit and the other man's football boots or whatever it was. <laughs> My deeply cultured wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. When you disgrace with fortune in men's eyes, I all alone beweep my outcast state and trouble deaf heaven with my bootless cries. And look upon myself and curse my state, wishing me like to one. And you're quite right. And this is Shakespeare, the greatest writer ever, just talking about wishing me like to one more rich in hope, featured like him, like him with friends possessed, mm-hmm. desiring this man's art and that man's Put scope with what I most enjoy contented least. You're quite right. So that is when Shakespeare is talking about he's feeling miserable because he's he, because he 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 he's desi- the mate and many desiring this man's art and that man's scope. Shakespeare sat there thinking, I wish I was as good at yeah. writing as him. I wish I knew as much as him. And of course, how bonkers, because he is the very epitome, the epitome That's of, why uh, of, uh, of knowing everything and, and being able to write. And sometimes you can feel really, really overwhelmed by other people's individual... Um... So you're saying he wasn't an upstart crow, he was an upstart seagull. <laughs> <laughs> is that your point? That was a fucking good joke I just made right that there. That was very good. Very funny. One second, I'm just going to close the door. So what's the seagull point then? I've made it perfectly clear what my seagull point is. My seagull point is that you say, obviously seagulls want your chips. Everybody else's chips, everybody else's newspaper, everybody else's life always looks better than yours. And toddlers are actually programmed to to imitate other people in order to learn. And actually, even if they are standing next to another toddler who is holding an identical red crayon, the toddler will snatch that crayon off the other toddler because it, it perceives it to be better because someone else has got it. Okay, so what... So if I, in terms of this sort of, like... It doesn't look like it's captured your imagination. Well, what is it... What am I telling the readers? Like, yes, we're a bit like seagull. You know, research... So, so like, according to research in Sussex University, ha, half and half and half, uh, what a crap university, why don't they do something proper with their lives? Uh, <laughs> that, that's Sussex. the first paragraph. No, I know, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, imagine if you go to Sussex University and go to Brighton, walking down the beach, having a lovely time, going to yeah. the pub. All those, seagulls. Yeah, seagulls, amazing. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice um, to get to Sussex, yeah. uh, But uh, so, uh, so off they went, sitting on the train, train chips, doing their research, and they discovered that seagulls like other people's food. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, this is a bit like people. I would go. I mean, it's like, what am I gonna? What, it's like, no, let's you do it better than that. Let's try and be a bit less like seagulls. What's the lesson, you know? Yeah, oh, I, I see what you mean. Because no, how the, you know, I can extrapolate from. I get an intro to a restaurant column. It's 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 just that's a it's a there. No, okay. like right. yeah, right. really... no, no, say what you really think. Go on then. What else have you got? No, don't be mean. You do one. Did you see that you get the, the best time to have sex is seven thirty in the morning? Uh-huh. Uh huh. As long as you haven't got children to get ready for school, then it's fine. I'm looking forward to seeing what your excuse is going to be after they've gone. So, uh, the, I like the um, I liked that. What I liked about it was that it said the, seven, the, the best time to, to, to have sex is seven thirty in the morning. Um, tum, 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 because that's tum. when your energy levels are at the highest. It says. <laughs> time I get them right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just asked a lot of old blokes yeah. who wake up with a stiffy and can't manage it for the rest of the day. Wake up to better sex. Set the alarm for seven thirty. First of all, set the alarm for seven thirty. Who's still asleep at 7.30? Teenagers, who can have it any time and People probably do. People with their children. Yes, who are having sex all the time anyway. Anyway, in yeah. In my dream scenario of what they really do. I, it, first of all, it was sponsored by a CBD oil company. <laughs> so it's like, just like, 
people do like hash. Yeah, like, yeah. Just get really stoned as shag. Mm. But well, it, it was the great thing. The funny thing was, and it was, it was mainly couples in long-term relationships between 18 and 65. Two-thirds says sex in the morning was better. 7.30 was the, was the, was the best time. Uh, but it went on to say that the best time to have breakfast was found to be around 7.45 a.m. <laughs> right? Just after your shag. Big sort of, you know. While the most efficient time to complete com- complex tasks was 10 a.m. Okay, so I'm reading that. I see. So, yes, wake up in the morning, have a shag, have some breakfast, then get down to work. I can live with that. And then it said, the ideal time to drink alcohol was said to be 6 p.m. I go, right, they've literally planned out. That's my day. Apart from the sex, that's like, yeah, get up. But wouldn't it be get up, have a fuck, have some breakfast, get down to some tasks, do some writing, 6pm drink, and then start it all over again. Marvel- can I just say, can you please never ever use the phrase have a fuck ever again? <laughs> that is absolutely toe curling. Um, you banned me from saying make love within about... Oh. Yeah, I know. Just It's just any word for it makes you <laughs> revolt you, doesn't it? What is the way of describing what a man I, and a woman do to each other? I, would, I remember reading a book when I was 10 and saying, sometimes daddy loves mommy so much that he wants to kiss her on the inside. <laughs> and I thought that was going to be like French kissing where he put his tongue inside her mouth. And it was even worse. And there was a whole, it was an actual book and I took it to school that it was confiscated. Oh my God, you know, really? Charles, Charles, can we, you know, Corin, 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 can we see your book about kissing mummy on the inside? So as a column then, as a column... Isn't it funny that there are scientists saying you should wake up in the morning, have a shag, then have breakfast, then do some work, then later on have a drink? Isn't it? Isn't it? Wouldn't it? It's like the whole day. At one o'clock, perhaps a smacker or something, a bit of something on sardines on toast. At two o'clock, go for a walk. At three, watch Neighbours. Yes, yes. But the it's... whole day as defined by... By scientists. Or is it as shit as, as the seagull as story? As my seagull story. Yeah, basically it's a shit. Right, your turn. Okie dokie. Um, did you see the men in Germany wing standing up story? Zitzspinklers. <laughs> Habe ich die Zitzspieler Story gesehen? Ja, ich habe es gesehen. Persönlich, mm-hmm. ich piss nicht, wenn sitzen. No. Ich prefer zu aufstehen, wenn ich piss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what do you think about? What do you want to say about? I wonder if you. I Tell me the story. Have you got the story? The story is that um, in Germany um, they have confirmed that I think something like most men we sitting down. As written by Oliver Moody, it says seven years ago the writers Nicholas Frank and James Cave published a whimsical guide to Germany's sometimes perplexing social conventions titled "German Men Sit Down to Pee." The, that assertion has now entered the realm... They stand the up to do everything else, though, like salute Hitler. Sorry. <laughs> are you... hell, leave it alone. <laughs> Germans are Too fine. Soon. Germans are fine. The, that assertion has now entered the realms of empirical fact after an international poll confirmed that the German male is indeed the undisputed champion Sitzschwinkler, sitting whittler of the West. Yeah. So percentages, please. In the survey, 62% of German men said they usually or always sat to do a wee, compared with 50% of Swedes, 34% of Italians, and only 23% of Britons. Is that including in urinals? You can't sit and do a wee. Well, the Germans, would they, what, what's the percentage of Germans who sit? So isn't that 67% of do them? Do they go into some rank pub beer keller? you know, urinal, and sort of sit down with their nuts resting on the little lemon-flavoured anti-smell <laughs> cake cake in the, in the bottom of the thing, and then sort of... Pee. You can't pee sitting down. First of all, Germans have those loos with quite a shallow draught and a very wide bowl so they can turn around and look at their poo, because what they love to do, the Germans, is have a dump and then look, pick it apart and see how much of their wurst they, did, they digested, because they're absolutely obsessed with their guts. The thing that I've noticed... <laughs> Why are you laughing so much? It's not funny. This is, they tried, they nearly took over the world. It's, we could all be speaking German. It just, literally, if it hadn't been for Wait, Dunkirk. hang on a sec. Yeah? <laughs> That's not why they like those wide pans. Yes, it Because the, if they've got their, you think it's just because of their giant kraut asses? There's no No, room. it's so that it does, so that it doesn't make a no, horrid noise. The Germans don't care if it makes a noise. <laughs> they just sit down and make a big plop plop. Ah, ich muss scheißen. Plop plop. Hör auf. Blockenstein. No. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than the thought of the Bosch having a pwn. Um, the, the <laughs> Can you make your laugh noisier? Because it's I too can't, silent. I can't. It's too funny. Uh, so look. Um, it's, it's fish in a barrel, this. Or should I say, turds in the toilet. Um, so, Germans. Why did you think... No, Germans, Germans have those... Germans poo on those... They have those... <laughs> Flat pan bogs. With the uh, very with a, shallow... So you, and the flush comes out horizontal That's to right. knock the poo over the edge and down the thing. <laughs> because they like to poo and have a look. And they all have those... They have those loos where their knees are up around their ears. So that, they're, 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 they're very advanced in gut health, the Germans. Very much so, yeah. And they like to poke around their poos and see whether they they're... Like oh, the kartoffel salat <laughs> that I had for breakfast. Pick, 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 pick. Um, the pickle and the pumpernickel, that black bread. <laughs> whole slices in their poos they have. Like a toast rack. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, but, so the bit. Don't poke around in their own feces, darling. They do. They don't. They, do. they look at it. They bend down and have a look at their poo. Because they, they also want to know, because that's how you know if you've got bowel cancer, if there's blood in your poo. Whereas if you're English, you shit, it falls miles, it goes boing, and then shoots around the U-bend. And there's, you wouldn't know if you had blood in your stool, right? But if you're German, you do it onto this thing. But they're you, eating so much music. They check, they, they check, they, do you know, they, and you also have to check the consistency of it. Do you know, if you, I read a thing about what the consistency of your poo should be. Do you, of course, it's called, the, it's called the Dusseldorf scale or something like yeah, no, that. But do you know, but the thing that ended teeth brushing for me forever was when they said your, your, your poo should be neither hard nor soft it should have the consistency of toothpaste <laughs> and I thought why did you choose toothpaste for the thing that your poo should be like and then every time I squeeze toothpaste onto oh, a brush no. a little white poo comes onto oh, my but you. anyway the flat thing there is less gap in bottom now Neil will confirm that the man unless you've got a very very small <laughs> willy okay yeah when I sit on a German toilet quite often my nuts just just breach the surface of the water. Yeah, you're sitting there, and, and if depending on my state, you know, very very early in the morning, later in the day, on a warm day, my my the tip of the, that which I have, which women also have, sometimes <laughs> goes into the water because it's so little gap yeah. between the thing yeah. that you. So they sit down to wee with their what with their either with their weeny little German penises like hovering above the water, mm-hmm. or their giant Teutonic schlongs right. kind of submerged, <laughs> uh, and they. And, and so they were sitting down. Um, the, oh, why do they? Does it say? What does it tell us about this? Why do they do it? Uh, let's Apparently, see. they say it empties your bladder better. Mm-hmm. But I feel if you're sitting down, it's not nearly as lovely. Generations of German parents worried about their small boy's aim have long encouraged them to sit down, and uh, and signs in the lavatories of some ca- bars and cafes also recommend. Them. Okay, so that's because they wanted to stand up and not piss everywhere. Yes, but. And and then, over the years, several German urologists have argued that sitting is a more natural and comfortable position for urinating because of the structure of the male plumbing system. But that doesn't make sense. No, also, can I just... If you stand up to wee, why wouldn't you? Okay, if you're a boy and you sit down to wee, depending on the elasticity of your penis at any one time, and we're talking about penises because it's a political issue and we're going to talk about Ed Davey and... Which is sooner right. Starmer and penises in a minute, mm-hmm. um, so stay tuned. But the uh, when you sit down to have a wee, and I remember as a kid you'd wee straight out and like through the gap and down into your trousers. So I think also <laughs> sitting down that to, to wee is a bad thing. Well, when you are teaching um, little, when you're toilet training t- toddlers, mm-hmm. um, the, you, and and they they they're going to do a, a poo on the loo, but they also normally when you do a poo, you to wee at the same time. There was, I mean, we had to basically go through the mechanics of it with Sam. Otherwise, he would just pee straight onto the floor. Yeah, so that's, that is also, that's the case. <laughs> Do you get to write all of that in your... I don't know. About the, <laughs> about the Germans poking around. Funnily enough, it's all stuff which is, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm sure I was going to leave it to the, in, in the podcast, but uh, I think it would be considered... A bit de trop. Well, seeing as most people do read your column, particularly your column over breakfast, I think it may be a little cruel, perhaps. Okay, forget the zits, Pinklers. Do you want to talk about penises on women? Um, yeah, absolutely. Penises on women is... So what's the story today? It's Ed Davey. Well, Ed Davey has weighed in, taking... taking. I, I, think, I think we have now reached peak woman penis Let's with put, Ed yeah. Davey kind of weighing in on this issue. So the you get the, story where, where's, is... Where's the times? Grab it because I, I sort of feel that a story like this, rather than us just start, because we're not, we're going to, we're not. I don't want to mock the trans debate. I don't want to mock anyone's firmly held beliefs. I don't want to upset yeah, where, anybody. Where has it gone? It's, uh, it's here. 
Um, what am I looking for? Ed Davies penis. Ed there Davies we go. Penis uh, Davy. Women can clearly have a penis. Sir Ed Davy said that a woman can, quote, quite clearly have a penis as he aligned himself with Sakir Starmer rather than Rishi Sunak on trans issues. The Liberal Democrat leader called for more maturity in a debate uh, when he shouted out, Birds can have thongs! Um, okay, sorry, more maturity. <laughs> I'm trying to be more mature. I'm going to be very mature about whether a wife can have a trouser snake. Um, uh, yeah, called for more maturity in a debate that has at times split all the main parties. Uh, the Lib Dems back the existing law, the Gender Recognition Act, which allows same-sex, blah, 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 blah. Um, the vast majority of people whose biological sex is a woman when they were born, they feel they're women, but there's this very small number that don't feel like that, Davey told LBC. <laughs> Clumsily for barging um, in into an issue he knows fucking, fucking nothing, nothing about. about. Asked whether a woman could have a penis, he said, she can have mine. No, he didn't. <laughs> he said, asked whether a woman could have a penis, he said, well, quite clearly. Now, I, I, does that mean could have a penis? Whether, oh, whether a woman could have a penis, I mean, can she have one stitched on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can is it the, the, the but it's can a person with a penis claim to be a woman? Well, quite clearly. Now Starmer has said that ninety nine point nine percent of women, of course, <laughs> haven't got a penis. Uh, it's great, isn't it? Of course, because ninety nine point nine percent of women haven't got penises. Said Dr. Keir Starmer <laughs> of the Genital Liberation Front. Um, uh, and called for an end to a toxic divide over trans issues. Sunak has said that a hundred percent of women do not have a penis. It's like. Really, the Liberal Democrats should occupy should the middle ground. So really, it's a world where the Tories should say, women don't have penises. Yeah. The Labour Party should say, half of women have penises. And the Lib Dems come in and go, oh, three quarters of women have penises. <laughs> yes. And then you can vote for them. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, obviously, some women have penises. I mean, yeah. you turned out not to, which was a blessing. I, I don't, haven't got one. No? no. But you'd like one. Well, the whole... The whole, all, of, all of the many multiple complicated conversations around the issue of uh, transgender people and gender affirmative care have been, I think, it have been so reduced to absolute hilarity with this Ed Davey thing mm. about women, the penises, not penises. Some of them, I mean, this is, I, this has got to be just. This is, well, it is it's, a very I, I, low point. And people like me get kind of... When he says, well, of course, of course, many women have penises. It's like, wait a minute. But, are you talking about women that I think of women who are unfortunately hermaphrodite or in some way and have penises or those kind of extended clitorises or a bit of both or those kind of... What, like, what he's talking about. He, no, he's, yeah, go on. You know what he's talking no, about. I, I, no, I, you I, must I, do. My first you thought is do. that he must mean that. Then I realise he means tr- trans men. No, he means trans Sorry, women. trans women. And he doesn't mean trans women. He means... Women. So you. So it. It. It means women who were, whose birth certificate who were born and they and the parents foisted the male yes. gender on them because they had willies and they, yes. but they're actually women and he means them. He means he means them. Yes. And Rishi doesn't mean it doesn't. It? Uh, we've worn this one dry, as it were, shaken it. <laughs> the last few drops of this one have been tinkled <laughs> onto the compost heap uh, from a standing position. <laughs> okay, um, fine. Okay, other things. What other things did you have in mind? I had a retired Aussies shed light on the magic of pottering about. Go on. Um, basically, uh, Australia. So, retired men with time on their hands are gathering together in massive sheds to potter about. So, something about pottering. I mean, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, linked to that story. But I just, I'm always looking for subjects that you've never covered before that I think you would do quite well on. Yes, I don't know if there's much of a peg. It's also men have retired. It's, it's, it's men in their 70s. 
I, the, the, the intro would be in Australia men in their 70s go to these special sheds to just find themselves yeah. something to do but I'm, I don't need to have organised pottering I've got serious stuff to do like like you know, picking the Brazil nuts out of the muesli brushing the cats is um, that a re, like reorganising the dishwasher because my stupid chicks of wife can't load it properly bless you I know you were trying to keep that sneeze below the volume of the thing. Um, is that your natural sneeze? No. Or is it only because you're recording? Would no, you normally do a louder sneeze? <laughs> well, oh, I bring it up because that circles back to a story which I thought I might write about. Oh, yeah? Um, and the, 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 a, male, the, a loud male sneeze is, is my... So... Why, yeah. Uh, over the age of 35, men just shout when they sneeze. And it's really... My dad's... My dad's... What were your dad's sneezes? My dad went... <laughs> and if people didn't look up, he'd just do it again. But I, mine is quite loud. And look, and, and the point, my, my... you do that. That's the sound of your sneeze. No, but you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, and God, that made my eyes water. You go. <laughs> and it's and I'm just thinking, fucking hell, your ears are going to blow off. You know, with your your postpartum whittling setup is going to go completely haywire. I would poo if I did that. That everything, your armpits would blow inside out. It's a, you have to let the fucking sneeze out and your desire to keep it in as if it was something grotesque. You, you hold it in as if you were about to blow a shit on the table. Right. But you go... <laughs> and, and, it, it's, and I think it's unhealthy. But And I bring it up because in a column by Carol Midgley, yeah. in today's Times 2, and I know I've said many times when you said... You've brought, but it's in T2. You've brought up a thing and said, so and so says in his column, and I get annoyed because I say, I can't write a column about a column. But uh, Times Radio has had big traction all morning, Stig and Asma, talking about Carol Midgley's piece that she's written about the return of Room 101. Mm-hmm. So Carol has written Room 101 Returns Tonight, and she's done a list of things that she would put in Room 101, including funny things like uh, the obvious atrocity that is the word cheeky being used repeatedly to describe William and Kate's offspring. Mm-hmm. Cheeky Prince Louis has stolen the show again, pointing, yawning and being typically hilarious, Red Run report. Where's the sick bag? It's not the child's fault. Hilarity bar, very low if a five-year-old pointing and yawning. Da, da, da. She, does, she, she doesn't like people who say they don't read the news. Mm. Uh, she doesn't like the word deliver when used by Tory ministers. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't like loud sneezers. It's a choice. Yours is to make us hear you enjoying your nasal orgasm, you pervert, she says. Over to <laughs> she doesn't like um, blah, blah, blah. She hates artificial grass, you know, oh, yeah. uh, this kind of stuff. Now, and, my, and they asked me about it on Times Radio, and my point is, man, that's my column every week. So, mm. And I make a whole column out of one thing that yeah. we hate, or I do massive listicles about mm-hmm. things that I hate. Uh, and I, if I could use as an intro, Carol Midgley, Midgley. Uh, wrote a column about Room, room 101 is back, the show where the celebrities put things they hate. It's all hilarious. I hate this and I hate that. And then and there they go. Carol Midgley said, oh, these are mine. When asked, I thought, oh, God, I spend my life compiling these things. What about the room next door? <gasps> what about room 102, where we put the things that are really nice? Oh, that's a nice idea, darling. And I could write a column about the things that... I do like yeah. because I realised when I read Carol's list that every fucking week for 25 years I have told you the things that I hate but I haven't told you the things that I like oh what would be in there oh my wife's smile in the morning no it'd be yeah. little it'd no, be no, little would... Sam's little little nose yes exactly little Sam's little will nose, nose. Uh, it would be watching a local under 10s cricket match in the late summer evening with a pint uh seeing my son being nice to another boy, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. It would be, it would be when a very old person mm-hmm. crossing the road in front of you on a zebra crossing with a Zimmer frame 
stops and turns and puts their hand up to thank Aww. you, even though it makes them quite unstable, mm. and then carries on to the other side of the road. When the cats are drinking out of the tap and their ears are going back and they're like, and really enjoying it. Or, you know, the first raspberry off my bush in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like there's not? That sounds like a euphemism, but yes. It does. I love rummaging in a <laughs> rummaging in a big bush for the raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, it actually is a euphemism. Yes, exactly. It really is. No, that's a really that's a lovely, lovely. Shall idea. I do a lovely, lovely column? Um, what about I... a perfect? What about a perfect journey through an airport when you arrive mm. and you never stop walking? Yeah, that's When you good. get through and you check in and then the security mood mm. and you come out and they call your flight and you go mm. to the thing and you get a coffee and then you walk to the gate and you get through and the, the queue has already gone out and they and you walk straight onto the plane. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, there are also there are loads and loads and loads of them, but they've got to be kind of niche. It can't be it. It can't be the the smell of freshly cut grass and it can't be. Who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.